0: good morning. i'm chris oaks and coming up today representative bob latta explains why he could not support the recently passed infrastructure bill despite provisions that would fund much needed projects in ohio and elsewhere also this morning real estate has been one of the hottest sectors of the economy in 2021 how long can that continue and what's the difference between now and similar conditions ahead of the big crash in 2008. The road doesn't get any easier from here. Finley head coach Stefan Adams previews the Trojans' regional semifinal game versus Springfield. And we have another collection of recipes that taste like they must be harder to make than they actually are. From Kyra's Kitchen, this is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Friday, November 12th, 2021. Today is Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. I love those books. Those are great books. Uh, if you need a reinforcement in the goodness of humanity, that is a uh, those are great books to pick up. Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. Happy Hour Day. It is National Pizza with the Works Except Anchovies Day. <laughs> World Pneumonia Day and Fancy Rat and Mouse Day. Fancy Rat and Mouse Day. I'm sure there's a story behind that, but I'm not sure I want to know. Yeah sure that i want to reasons to celebrate today so uh i saw this uh, maybe the most important news of the day most of the significant news of the day it was this story that i saw jumped out at me at the uh, on the newswire this morning a new species of dinosaur has been discovered now it's interesting the way they word that a new species of dinosaur Certainly, there's not a new dinosaur. (laughs) It's just as old as all the rest of the dinosaurs, but it's new to us. Because apparently, and you would think by now that we would know about all of the dinosaurs that once roamed the Earth. But we're still discovering new species, apparently. Uh, This one, it says, with a bulbous nose, reportedly discovered in a box. Uh Jeremy Lockwood is a Ph.D. student who realized that, I guess, the bones had been sitting in storage since 1978. And uh, this doctorate student was uh, cataloging um, the, the bones. And I don't know where this is. I'm assuming a university it says it's a doctoral student. So I'm assuming this was at a university. So he's going during the uh, COVID-19 lockdowns, he's going through cataloging uh, all of the items that were in storage. And he comes across this box that has these uh, bones in it. He realized that the large nasal bone and the number of teeth uh, were unlike anything that had been documented previously. And he said, hey, I think we've got a new species here. Lo and behold, he's right. A uh, new species of dinosaur, it says, with a bulbous nose. Um, he named the new dinosaur, and I suppose if you discover it, you get the privilege of naming it. It is the Brystonus simmini, Sim Simmin Siminsi. okay, Brystonus siminci. Uh it is named after a village near the excavation site where it was discovered. And a collector involved in the excavation. Dinosaur with a bulbous nose. <laughs> that's we've got. I do. I would have named it Rudolph the Red Nose Dinosaur. That's bulbous nose. That uh, sounds like maybe that's. <laughs> we've got a new Christmas tradition, kids. Rudolph the Red Nose Dinosaur. Anyway, uh, <laughs> had a very bulbous nose. Okay, we'll get this out of the way. Uh we got to mention this because it is uh really interesting stuff and that's what we do, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. A new study finds that dads who spend more time with their kids have a different brain structure compared to less involved fathers. Researchers at the University of Essex found that men who want to be uh men who want to actively be involved in child care and enjoy time with their kids, have a larger hypothalamus, hypothalamus, hypothalamus. It's the part of the brain known to play a key role in attachment and parenting. Researchers are unsure whether the hypothalamus increases in size in response to spending time with the children or whether some men are born with an increased volume Uh, in that part of their brain naturally. But the researcher says dads, just like moms, are biologically wired to be parents. Don't believe otherwise. Our data reveals that this can be seen in dads' brain anatomy as well as brain-to-brain synchrony with their kids, and especially so for more confident and involved fathers. So... What if I don't want a larger hypothalamus? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of course. We all want a larger hypothalamus. Uh, so spend more time with your kids. of. Men on the, speaking of uh, research involving men, uh, in a totally unrelated story, uh, researchers in Canada have found that men who eat a lot of red meat might be trying to appear more masculine. That's why we eat red meat. It's not because we like it. It's not because it's because we want we we, we want to appear more manly. So we eat red meat. Uh, These researchers found that men suffering from masculinity stress are more likely to try and augment their masculinity by eating beef, lamb, pork and more. Masculinity stress refers to a male worrying that they are not manly enough. <laughs> I have to say I've never suffered from masculine and masculinity stress. I know I'm manly enough. They say it is not known why red meat is perceived as masculine in some societies, though it may be viewed as a way to build muscle. Uh, male related language in food marketing um, may also be to blame male-related language in food marketing okay then that's what they say (laughs) spend more time with my kids and eat red meat and that's uh, be more manly all right just kind of interesting so you're getting up this morning walking your dog uh there is good news on this front You take your dog out for his or her morning walk. Be aware that it doesn't just benefit your dog, which it certainly does, but it also benefits you. Uh, Carly Lawyer with the ASPCA's Behavioral Sciences team says that walking your dog uh, gives your pet the opportunity to stay physically fit, explore the world around him or her. Uh, Helps with weight management for your pet, of course, joint health and uh, digestion. Your dog's brain will get more stimulation, she says, if you follow different routes and visit new places whenever you can so that your dog can experience new smells and sights and things like that. Uh, Veterinarian Sarah Mitchell uh, goes on to say most adult dogs will need somewhere between 30 minutes and two hours of exercise per day. However, Precisely how much daily exercise your dog needs is dictated by a variety of factors, including age, breed, size, and general health status. So to do this in a healthy way for your dog, uh, do your walks in moderation, especially for small breeds, senior dogs, and any dog with a medical condition, because too much walking could be hard on their bodies. Uh, For healthy teenage dogs, that would be an animal between about three and nine months old. You'll want to be careful not to overcompensate for their energy levels by walking them too much, too hard for too long. Uh, Dr. Matchell adds, you should avoid pounding repetitive movements that come with running until their bone growth is complete. Overall, it is uh, best to let your dog set the pace, but... It also benefits you. It's not just for your dog. It's <laughs> so keep telling yourself that while you're out in the wee hours of the morning walking your dog and grumbling about it. Just keep telling yourself it's good for me, too. It's good for me, too. Um, kind of an interesting uh, story here. See if you would fall into this category. A majority of Americans is a recent survey conducted by one poll for thrift books thriftbooks.com Majority of Americans believe that their lives are interestingly uh, are interesting enough to be a book. 55% of those in the survey believe that their lives are interesting enough to be immortalized in a book. Um however, only 8% have actually written a book. So, get to work here. 40 percent of respondents cite the main reason for giving up writing a book about their lives. It's not that their life isn't interesting enough. Uh, 40% of respondents say the main reason that they have not written a book is not being able to think of an ending. So you don't want to kill yourself off, I guess. Um, and, uh, some sad news hate to report this, but speaking of lives that are interesting enough to be a book, um, You remember Winter, the dolphin that lost its tail in an accident and gained fame and fans around the world um, in the dolphin tail movies that were inspired by Winter's story. You remember uh, the movies? Uh, Sad to report that Winter has died after a brief illness at the age of 16 at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium in Florida. A spokesperson for the aquarium says Winter died in the hands of her caregivers as she was being prepared for treatment for a gastrointestinal condition. Uh, The aquarium rescued Winter in 2005 after she had caught her tail in a crab trap. The story of her artificial tail uh, drew thousands of visitors and became the story of the uh, two dolphin tail movies. And we actually talked a little bit about this on the program, I believe, uh, last week. And uh, we actually talked about it in the context of it being good news, because at the time when the uh, story came out that she was ill, uh, the uh, doctors, the marine biologists believed that they had caught the illness in time and they could treat it and that uh, she would be okay. But uh, unfortunately, she took a turn for the worse. And as they were preparing her for treatment, uh, she passed away. So winter the dolphin Uh, dead at the age of 16 so sad news there but uh, she was a a big big attraction at the uh, at the aquarium there uh, in florida and of course will live on forever in those movies there you go some of the most uh, interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your friday morning started (laughs)
1: WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. The WTOL 11 first alert forecast, partly cloudy and windy today with a high of 53. Mostly cloudy tonight, a low of 34. A big crowd was on hand at Van Buren as the new Veterans Memorial was unveiled on Veterans Day on Thursday. The memorial is an Eagle Scout project created by Jacob Dieter a senior at Van Buren High School.
0: My grandpa was a veteran, my dad was a veteran, my uncle's a veteran, you know, I have a family full of veterans. I really appreciate their service, you know, everything they do for us to keep us free in this country.
1: During the dedication, State Rep John Cross presented Jacob with a special proclamation from the Ohio House of Representatives and said a flag that flies at the Ohio State House will be presented to Jacob in honor of his efforts in creating the memorial. See video of the memorial on our website. The youngsters at Finley's Chamberlain Hill Elementary waved flags and held up homemade signs thanking veterans during a Salute to Veterans drive through parade on Veterans Day. A long line of vehicles slowly made its way through the school's driveway as 3rd, 4th, and 5th graders saluted their local veterans. See video of the drive through parade on our website. Winter Safety Awareness Week begins on Monday in Ohio and state officials are preparing for a colder-than-usual winter season. Forecasters are also predicting not only colder temps, but more precipitation this winter. The Ohio Emergency Management Agency is reminding Ohioans to take time to restock their emergency supply kits and to ensure that their home and vehicles are prepped and maintained. Fans of the Findlay Trojans are invited to join a football spirit caravan for the trip down to Bell Fountain today for the playoff game between Findlay and Springfield. Anyone interested in being in the caravan should meet in front of Findlay High School at 5 p.m., People are encouraged to decorate their cars, honk their horns, and show off their Trojan spirit. Finley takes on Springfield at 7 o'clock tonight in Bell Fountain In other playoff action, Ottawa-Glandorf goes up against Otsego in Napoleon on Saturday night. And Macomb takes on hopewell Loudon at Bowling Green High School on Saturday. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek with 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM.
0: This is Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. And now our cover story this morning. It was one week ago that the House of Representatives finally held a vote on that infrastructure bill that the president had hammered out with a group of Republicans. It Sailed through the Senate pretty easily several weeks ago, but had been held up in the House by uh, liberal Democrats who uh, wanted to, were holding it hostage uh, for that uh, broader uh, social spending reconciliation bill. Representative Bob Latta was not among the group of Republicans who ultimately voted in favor of the uh, infrastructure bill. This, despite provisions that would fund some much-needed projects in Ohio and elsewhere, Congressman Latta joins us on the line this morning. Congressman, what was so egregious in the bill that you felt it outweighed all of the good stuff that was in it? Because there were there were a lot of uh, there's a lot of funding for bridges and roads and tunnels and broadband internet, which I know you have been working on for quite some time. A lot of good stuff there, and yet you still voted no why
2: well thanks very much for having me on well you know first of all as as the people know it's about a 1.2 trillion dollar bill and this 1.2 trillion dollars is 600 billion in new spending 400 billion which is not paid for about 256 billion will be added to the debt so you've got a problem right off the bat you know we do need roads we need bridges but, uh, you know, what we're looking at in this uh, package, that only 10% of the bill went for it. And I hate to use the word infrastructure because it's just not an infrastructure total bill. Uh, there are two, uh, you know, the interesting provisions of mine bills that have gone over to the Senate of mine in the bill. I couldn't support, unfortunately, my own legislation. But, you know, you got to pay for this. And, uh, you know, you're right. I'm on the Energy and Commerce Committee. I'm the ranking Republican on the telecommunications subcommittee. But we didn't have one hearing in the House about any of those provisions in that infrastructure bill when it came to broadband. And as I pointed out to the vice president in a uh, a Zoom call that I was on with her, that, uh, you know, they had problems with the bill that they take about 56 to 58 percent of all Americans right now that have some type of broadband classify them as being unserved, and I'm really worried about that. that's going to do our rural areas that uh, we wouldn't have the uh, uh, the buildup out here, and that you could, you're probably going to see uh, federal money competing against uh, companies out there that have already been providing broadband. So we're going to have overbuilding, but none of this was uh, you know done because we didn't couldn't do anything about it because they didn't have any hearings.
0: So what is your response? And and part of what you were just saying is kind of the answer to this question, but I, I want to uh, ask you uh, more directly. Uh, because some have uh, some have charged that this was the perfect example of Washington dysfunction. Liberal Democrats held this bill up because they weren't getting all the social spending they wanted in the reconciliation bill. Republicans balked because of the many of the reasons that you just mentioned. What happened to compromise where everyone gives a little? Is this an example of everyone holding on to their extreme positions and not wanting to give an inch?
2: No, I I think it's this. I I served on the Transportation Infrastructure Committee when I first went to Congress. We should have an infrastructure bill that deals with infrastructure. But the President and the Democrats said they were classifying everything as infrastructure and what they wanted to get done and all the spending. So, you know, this is not And Also, you know, when you go to the gas station and uh, every 20 cents out of every, every dollar that leaves, you know, Every American goes to uh, uh, not for roads and bridges, but it goes to pay for some type of a uh, mass transit that how I would, I would how the people in Finley benefiting from that. So you know we need to talk about roads and bridges, but uh, not you know at some, you know probably seventy five percent of this bill had nothing to do with any type, anything to do with uh, either roads and bridges, Corps of engineer, or any type of fraud.
0: I also wanted to ask you about this because uh, it was rather ironic that this happened almost at the uh, same time. They're talking about uh, improving infrastructure. Uh, you wrote a letter last week to the White House expressing concern over a report, and I believe it might have been in the Wall Street Journal initially. I'm not sure exactly where the initial report was, that the Biden administration was looking into the possibility of shutting down uh, a, a, an oil pipeline in Michigan, uh, bringing oil in from uh, Canada into uh, into Michigan. Initially, uh, when asked about it, they danced around the report, but then they admitted that they were studying it, uh, studying it. How likely do you think this is that uh, they are uh, actually considering shutting this pipeline down?
2: Well, that's a great question. I was just on Fox box with with two of my uh, Michigan colleagues at the refinery up in Hork. And, you know, when uh, we sent the letter uh, to the president, because when you look at that brings 540,000 barrels of energy uh, through Michigan into Ohio and also into Ontario, and uh, when you look at uh, for natural gas prices going up about 45% for the average American to heat their home this winter, 54% for propane, this is serious. And our farmers are drying the grain right now. And, you know, when you look at what's happened with this administration, you know, killing the Keystone XL, 840,000 barrels of oil in a day, that, uh, you know, we, we can't have that happen. And so, you know, we've... We, But quite a few of my colleagues joined with me in the letter, and we want to make sure that they heard our 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 voices. And right now, the uh, president
0: did we lose? Did we lose? uh... (laughs) We might have lost uh, the congressman. Uh, I know he was uh, on the move. Uh, He was traveling uh, today, so uh, may not. Uh, we may have lost the uh, connection with uh, Congressman Latta uh, there, and uh, let's try that again. Uh, Congressman, are you there?
2: Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah no, that's,
0: that's quite all right. So
2: the, administration, the, the administration is looking at, uh, now looking at their uh, Corps of Engineers study, but I think it uh, looks much better now. But there's a problem that the governor of Michigan is the one that's pushing the kill Line five, and uh, we cannot have that happen because uh, again, uh, we in Northwest Ohio depends so high, highly
0: on that one pipeline that uh and and that brings up a good point i was going to say that uh there have been some concern from michigan uh, uh officials that uh there were concerns with the pipeline uh couldn't it be just as easily that uh the federal government is now studying this just to make sure that it doesn't need any upgrades or repairs and would that be something that would be covered in that infrastructure bill
2: well uh, what you're, they're looking at is Enbridge is uh, right now wanting to put in a new uh, uh, pipeline. What they're going to do is put a tunnel in under the lake up uh, in mm-hmm. Michigan. And so uh, that's they're, they're, like a half of, half, I think it's a $500 billion project. It's massive what they're going to spend to put this pipeline in. So it's uh, that uh, the uh, uh, infrastructure package would have affected this. But uh, okay. it would be that uh, we could get the uh, what we need to do is get the Enbridge to to get the new line in.
0: Uh, so, again, that will be uh, an issue that we will continue to follow uh, moving forward again, because it does impact uh, our region quite significantly. Again, Representative Bob Latta with us uh, this morning, his thoughts on the infrastructure bill and the uh, possibility of that uh, pipeline uh, shutdown that was reported last week. Congressman, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Well, thanks very much. Have a wonderful day. And uh, safe travels. Well, you don't need me to tell you this. You just drive down any street in America, and it is immediately obvious that the real estate market is booming. So now that we're... Closing in on the end of 2021, looking ahead to 2022, we are joined this morning by Kenny Parcell. He is first vice president of the National Association of Realtors from the Realtors Conference and Expo going on this week in San Diego. And Kenny, it says here that nationally, 86% of homes sold in September alone were on the market for less than a month. That is nearly 9 out of 10. How long can that continue?
3: Well, Chris, the big uh, thing is to remember all real estate is local. And so, you know, no such thing as a national weather forecast. And so it's the same as your local real estate market. And so depending on inventory and and job growth, you really got to talk to the local realtor to tell you what's going on in that market.
0: Well, like we said, nationally, uh, those numbers are pretty staggering. What about uh, here in in Northwest Ohio? What trends do you see more locally for this region?
3: What you're seeing is... um, Prices are still going up. The demand's still there. Interest rates have climbed up a little bit. The two percent mortgage rates are probably gone forever. So the people that are saying I'm going to wait for rates to drop probably is not going to happen. And so, you know, finding something that fits in within your budget that makes sense that has a good appreciation and uh, a good place to raise your family.
0: You know, we like to think that uh, this is going to continue. I know uh, realtors, especially, would like to think that this is going to uh, continue unabated. But as we all know all sectors of the economy are cyclical and there have been some who have pointed out that the last time we saw a real estate market this hot was in 2008 and we know what happened in 2008 how is this different than that
3: i think you're a little bit different because you are seeing people put money down the you know the no money down programs the um stated income loans have gone away and for the most part. And so you're seeing people that are making, that can afford a house, there's not a variable interest rate if they can qualify uh, for their payment and they can be good financial stewards they should be good. And so, you know, you don't see the big, I don't foresee the big crash like we did in the 08 to 2012 market.
0: So what trends do you see uh, in the real estate market as we uh, come up toward uh, the new year in in 2022? As you mentioned, ultra low uh, interest rates are probably gone and likely are not coming back. What other trends do you see moving forward?
3: Chris, right now what we're seeing is things are staying on the market just for a little bit longer. And so, you know, get with your local realtor there in that area and you maybe you don't have to pay above list price. Maybe, you know, uh, the time of year the seller is getting a little bit more motivated. And so you may be able to get one of those better deals that uh, are on the market that you haven't seen for quite some time.
0: That's actually one of the uh, questions that I did want to ask. What are some of the things that buyers, and through all of this, uh, we've been talking about how uh, this is particularly uh, tough on buyers uh, because of the nature of the market. It's definitely been a seller's market, Uh, and especially first-time buyers. What can you suggest people who are in the market to buy prioritize in order to have the best chance at getting the home that they want in this market?
3: Chris, that's a great question. And so what I tell people, uh, especially bu- buyers in this market, one, go get with a lender that's reputable that can get you pre-approved. And then if you possibly can, go get underwritten approved. So what that means is all that you're subject to is an appraisal and an address. And so when you go in there and you start to compete for the seller, you can say, look, we are underwritten approved. We can close within a couple weeks and uh, that will help you sometimes save you thousands of dollars potentially because they'll go with an offer that may be even a little bit less than somebody else because they can close quicker and meet the seller's needs.
0: And that certainly is a better alternative than some of what we have been hearing of people uh, waiving inspections and and things like that, which can be very dangerous, especially for first-time buyers and young couples who are uh, whose budgets may be tight to begin with.
3: You, Chris you're spot on I think that's uh, it's a slippery slope and so I think if you can do those things to where you can close quickly but still have you know get an inspection done quickly that's going to give the seller maybe what the seller wants or maybe the seller wants to rent back for 30 days after settlement you know some of those things you can uh, talk to the listing agent find out what are some of the hot buttons for the seller because sometimes it's maybe just not paying more it's just fitting the needs for the for the seller.
0: And if all of this sounds uh, a little bit over someone's head, uh, this is a perfect example, again, of what we have talked about before, the reason why it is important to enlist the help of a real estate professional, whether you're buying or selling.
3: Yes, for sure. If there's a buyer or a seller, I would not go in it alone. Uh, You get somebody that's a local real estate expert, they're worth every penny that you will pay for them. And uh, you're going to be better off, not just in the short run, but the long run.
0: Again, Kenny Parcell is first vice president of the National Association of Realtors uh, from the Realtors Conference and Expo going on this week in San Diego. And Kenny, where do uh, folks go, again, whichever side of the equation they're on, buyers or sellers, uh, get more uh, resources and information?
3: Chris, I'd go to nar.realtor or, you know, uh, look for your local Realtor, your local board and uh, check their reviews and uh, find somebody that knows the market that fits your personality that's going to do you the very best job in the home listing or buying process.
0: Kenny, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it.
3: Chris, you're the best.
0: Have a good day. Week number 13 of the high school football season. We're do the a regional semifinal round now. And it was a lopsided affair against Dublin Kaufman last week. But the road gets a lot tougher from here on out. Trojans will meet up with the Springfield Wildcats tonight. A team that has only one loss on the year. Although, should be pointed out that that one loss was to the team that Findlay defeated in the opening week of the playoffs. So... Our John Marshall spoke with Head Coach Stefan Adams on Wednesday's Coach's Corner. Last
4: week you said you were getting encouragement from former players who had had some bad luck against Dublin Coffman <laughs> saying, go out and get them.
5: Yep. Get them, you did. Absolutely, thank you. I was very proud of our our kids, proud of the coaching staff. I thought everybody did their part and even proud of our Home environment as always, and uh, when you get all those things together, it produced in a win. It was just a great, great night, great weekend.
4: Isaac James in particular, spectacular. <laughs> 190 <laughs> yards on 13 carries, past the hundred or the thousand yard mark for the season. What a fantastic achievement on both counts.
5: Big credit, and as I know he'll say too, goes to our offensive line. Everything starts with those guys for sure. Um, but you know, big credit to him and his style of running that I think really, essentially, almost broke the back. Of uh, you know of our opponent that night, just because you know we've been very explosive in the pass game, you know, and we've been pretty dominant come late in the run game. But you know when he ripped off that 80 80 yarder uh, and took it to the house, I know that's a very tough tough deal because now what do you want to do? Who do you want to defend, and how do you defend when both sides, passing and running, uh, are clicking?
4: Right, Ryan Montgomery, 14 of 18 passing, six to Max Roth, six to Ben Ireland including two touchdown passes.
5: Those guys are tough top athletes, and, and that's who we want to get the ball to, and, and uh, they make things happen when the ball's in their hands. So, you know, it, it, it is exactly that. You know, you've two capable guys on the outside. Honestly, that too, we have four or five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have uh, a line who is, uh, you know, clicking right now, and the same guys have been playing together for the last so many weeks. So it really is a pick your poison type deal and uh it's a, it's a luxury I'll say that. And defensively Sam
4: Wireau yeah. had 10 tackles to yep. lead the team word is that the, with the last one he earned the record for most tackles mm-hmm. in a single season. Yep, confirmed, yeah. And uh you're not done playing for the
1: year either. We're not done we're yeah. not done playing. We're not yeah. done
5: playing. Those guys are doing well and a big credit to Sam Wireau. He's really been an uh, an elite leader for us as far as this year goes being a captain and uh, really, kind of picking up his play uh, all year long, but really, this tail, this second half, he's been playing uh, some of the best football around. So, uh, very proud of him, and also just kind of the spearheading and leading uh, the efforts on our defense side as well.
4: The home crowd was great. You protected the home turf all season long, seven and zero, but it's neutral sites going forward. The game this Friday against Springfield will be played at AccuSport Stadium in Bell Fountain. The word is there's a bus going to be going.
5: Yeah, we got uh, our buses are going, and right now, if I'm not mistaken, from the word I had, I think there was about a hundred. Let's just go with 120 students or, or more sounds like uh, willing to take a bus to go down there and uh, be part of the spirit crew and. Uh, fill the stands up So uh, I think the generated Excitement is there uh, We've done some things This week to kind of Generate some more Excitement and get our Fans to come down And check us out Because they give us That little boost And that energy So uh, I'm hoping It's a good showing And I know it's going To be actually
4: yep. Springfield yes. Ranked number 5 In the AP poll At the end of the season They got the number 2 Seed in the region They've gone 11-1 and one This year What seems to be Maybe a little bit Of a good sign For your Trojans Is that their one loss Was to Miamisburg A team that you beat In week 1 of the playoffs
5: yeah, and, you know, they, you know, we've seen film and we, we don't want to hang our hat on, you know, we're guaranteed to win just because of that, but we do, you know, always take bits and pieces and watch them. What, what did they do that really kind of threw them off their game or, uh, would we have in our system, both, uh, offensively, defensively and in our special teams to kind of gain an advantage? Um, you know, but I, I feel we're, for what they have and the athletes they have and they're a very good ball club, I think what we've done and what we're doing, uh, we're pretty confident in our guys' ability too.
4: Their quarterback, Tishon Smoot, -Smoot, is the man to stop. He's thrown for over 1,900 yards with 17 touchdowns against eight interceptions. He's also their leading runner with over 700 yards and 18 rushing touchdowns, too.
5: He's the engine behind all their all-offense. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they got some skill guys, too, um, that are pretty scary on the outside. But everything goes through him. I'd say last week, uh, the kid we we faced against Delvin Kaufman was a, a bigger body. Uh, more kind of a vertical, get downhill threat as far as running the ball goes. Uh, this guy's pretty twitchy. Uh, he's athletic, and he runs extremely hard, and, and and he takes off when the opportunity presents itself. So we got to do a good job of being disciplined uh, and making him a little uncomfortable, but also being there when, when the plays and opportunities to make a play present themselves.
4: When he does hand it off, there are a couple of men to watch, Ramon Browner and Javen Norman, yep. who each have over 400 yards rushing themselves. It would seem that they are really
5: rather balanced. Yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of athletes to touch the ball. A lot of, you know, yeah, those two backs. You got one guy's kind of a bruiser. You got one guy's a little more of a slasher. Um, And then uh, they got one guy committed to the University of Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Anthony Brown, who we saw, who's dynamic, and he got some long guys. I mean, they got a lot of skill guys, just like kind of we have in our our back pocket, and I think it uh, creates an opportunity for some uh, some playmaking, (laughs) to say (laughs) the least. Uh, but it, it's gonna be a fun one and we're super excited to go down and compete.
0: Springfield and Findlay from Bell Fountain High School this evening. Tim Montgomery and Cliff Height with the call here on 1330 WFIN, WFIN WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. Pregame starts at 630 this evening. Right here. Best of luck to the Trojans. Some other action this weekend around the area. On Saturday night, McComb and Hopewell Loudon will meet up in Division 7. That one will be live on our sister station, 100.5 WKXA, tomorrow night. Gary meets Crestview in Division 6. Elmwood takes on Illyria Catholic in Division 5. And also in D5, Ottawa Glandorf and Otsego. That one over on 106.3, The Fox. By the way, you remember after the first week of the playoffs, we went through and analyzed the number of upsets by teams that would have been left out of the playoffs entirely in previous years that actually advanced past the first round of the new format? You remember? Well, after the second week of the playoffs, in case you're curious, after the second week, only three such Cinderella teams are still alive statewide. Those would be number 14 Worcester in Division Two Region Seven, number nine sandusky Perkins in Division Four Region 14, and number 11 Anna in Division Six Region 24. Are the three Cinderella teams that will be playing in Week 13? By the way, you can follow all of those games we mentioned and more in real time on the WFIN scoreboard page powered by ScoreStream and presented by Owens Community College at WFIN.com slash scoreboard this weekend. It's also linked up at goodmornings.net. And of course, catch the Coach's Corner with John Marshall live from Ralphie's Wednesday evenings at 6 or anytime on demand at WFIN.com.
4: interrupt this program to bring you a broken news
0: alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service more or less of Hancock County Veterans Services. Of a, a lot of broken news to get to this morning, a wildlife trooper in Alaska has stepped down from his post after allegedly stealing an aircraft from an airport 50 miles southwest of Fairbanks. <laughs> he stole a plane i heard stolen vehicles before, but stealing a plane, what are you going to do with it? I mean, what you, the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, for Alaska says Timothy Abbott falsely claimed to have purchased the airplane back in November of 2019 while attempting to register it with the FAA. So he stole it and then tried to register it as, as his own. He even submitted a fake bill of sale uh, to the agency to transfer the plane's title to himself. And then took the plane off the lot. police began investigating after the plane's owner reported it is stolen Wait wait a minute Did that <laughs> uh Mr. Abbott has agreed to resign his position as an Alaska wildlife trooper and give up his law enforcement credentials yeah I, th- I would think that that would uh, that would be that would be a factor a, a uh, disqualifying factor as they say for Law enforcement position. If you steal a plane Uh, in Las Vegas, a man by the name of Michael Corral has uh, been charged with uh, suspicion of DUI. What makes this story interesting is, again, uh, it involved a stolen vehicle. It was uh, an unmarked police car that was stolen. (laughs) And, and it gets better, Uh, Mr. Corral is actually Officer Corral of the Las Vegas Metro Police. And he was charged with stealing an unmarked police car while off duty and inebriated. Uh, Police realized something was up after two dispatchers received inaudible radio traffic from the unmarked squad car, which was supposed to be parked at a police station at the time uh he was arrested when he drove back to the station about an hour later reeking of alcohol again i have a feeling that he may be forced to resign his position due to a disqualifying uh event (laughs) talk about an unusual theft nothing is safe anymore even the trees in your front yard apparently A Virginia couple is currently on the hunt for a tree thief. On Wednesday, it took less than 60 seconds for the culprit to take a shovel to the ground and make off with the couple's palm tree from their front yard. Uh, Zach Teslovich shared that the palm was more than just a tree for the couple, which is why they want the thief caught. He married his wife Morgan on Earth Day, and so they wanted to begin uh, a tradition of planting a new tree every year on their anniversary. And uh, they said the thief took that away from us. He's not going to let it ruin things, though. Um, Zach and Morgan plan on planting a new tree next year on their anniversary, but this time maybe in a less conspicuous spot. Who steal a tree? Someone's yard. That's crazy. Uh... Crazy road rage incident. And this was a, a video that was uploaded to Twitter this week. Shows a very dramatic confrontation in Portland between two drivers. One man gets, under, gets out of his car brandishing a samurai sword while running toward another driver as he exits his car with a huge rifle. I don't know how this thing ended, but I saw that and I thought, who carries around a samurai sword in their car? That's what made that one just weird for me. Who carries a samurai sword in their car? That's, you're just looking for trouble if you do that. Uh, this might seem like a dream in Hawaii. Some folks discovered a stream of alcohol, as a, a literal river of alcohol. A stream found to have been contaminated by runoff involving high amounts of drinking alcohol. Uh, it's from a storm pipe next to a freeway on Oahu, said to have come from Paradise Beverages, which owns a warehouse across the freeway. State Department of Health officials looking into the cause, saying the drain is no longer leaking the polluted water. Hawaii News Now took a sample of the water to be tested and found more than 1% of the water was alcohol. <laughs> is that a problem or is that a dream? Is that a, it's a, <laughs> probably causing traffic jams along the highway as everybody brought their growlers? And uh, finally, in the broken news this morning, it's amazing the confessions that some people will make online. An anonymous man recently took uh, to the online bulletin board site uh, Reddit, saying, admitting that he got rid of his wife's aggressive cat while she was away visiting family and replaced it with a friendlier cat that looked exactly the same. Ha <laughs> He claimed that she never knew the difference. He said the, the other cat was scratching everyone, hissing at everyone, didn't want to use its litter box half the time. My wife insisted she could get it to behave better, but one week when she went out of town to visit her family and I was supposed to uh, be home cat sitting, I went to the local animal shelter and traded it out for a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened but apparently they are still married uh so maybe she knows now i don't know anyway there you go uh that is today's broken news this side uh this report in the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service more or less of hancock county Veterans services we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming
4: Did you know that a donation of only $1 can provide up to six meals for a family? I'm Tommy Harner, CEO of West Ohio Food Bank, and with your support, we can bring food to areas in need. Fresh and nutritious food like fresh fruits and vegetables, dairy, and protein. As we team up with our partner agencies, we are working harder than ever at our mission of ending hunger together. If you'd like to volunteer, donate,
0: or host a food drive, contact us through our website at wofb.org.
1: This message provided by WFIN.
0: Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news, and the statistics that shape our lives. We are just under two weeks away from Thanksgiving 2021, and of course, last year, you remember the pandemic clamped down on our traditional Thanksgiving plans, at least for many of us, but a new survey shows that even more people plan to celebrate alone this year than did last. Uh, 44 percent. Of those in this poll of 2,000 Americans, 44% say they cooked a holiday meal by themselves for the first time in 2020. 58% say that they intend to do so this year as well. This, despite the fact that 72% in this non scientific survey, 72% thought last year's lonesome Thanksgiving was actually more stressful. And yet more people are going to do it this year than last. Uh, That said, for those who plan to once again have a traditional Thanksgiving this year, 40% said that they were most looking forward to baking, uh, which is a new skill that many of us (laughs) learned during the pandemic. 37% say they look forward to making and eating that special family dish. 34% couldn't wait to listen to holiday music. Which, by the way, you don't have to wait. You can put that on any time. Just ask my wife. <laughs> and 31% in this poll actually want to see their families in person. So it's one of those things we always gripe about how our families, family get-togethers are, are so stressful and, and such a pain. and. It, It's a case of, I think, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. We missed it last year, and uh, one out of three basically say, yeah, I'm ready to see my family again. Once again, my wife Kyra has joined us in the studio. It is time for another collection of recipes from Kyra's Kitchen to finish up the week. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, This is, as we were mentioning a little bit earlier... This is a collection of uh, recipes where it sounds much more complicated than it actually is. I mean, these are yeah. these are things that you make these for your friends, family, or whatever. Yeah. And I uh, say, oh, wow, this is great. This must have taken you a long time to put together. No. 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 This stuff no. is. and And today's stuff is really easy. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, there's easy, and then there's easy. Yep. And uh, we have a uh, collection of uh, easy, tasty recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. Uh, this morning, we start with French dip biscuits. Yes. Okay. So
6: it's one 16.3-ounce uh, can of refrigerated biscuits, your favorite kind. Mm-hmm. Um, we like the flaky biscuits. Uh, one 15-ounce package of slow-simmered uh, beef uh, roast um. A juice It's yeah, it's a the, it's a tray. Okay. Um, you get it. Um, I get it at Walmart. Um, it's kind of over in the meat section, and you just throw it in the microwave and war- yeah. to warm it up. Yeah. So okay. and then your creamy horseradish sauce uh, for taste and mozzarella cheese slices. So pre your oven to four hundred. Um, 400 degrees, line a baking sheet with parchment paper, or if you don't have parchment paper, just grease it. That's fine also. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you have one of those liners, that's fine also. So separate each biscuit into two layers. Uh, Spread each layer with horseradish sauce. Then divide biscuits into half. Microwave uh, beef roast as directed on the package, and then place a spoonful of the beef on top of each biscuit half. Top with cheese, remaining biscuit layer, pinch the edges uh, sealed, uh, place on the prepared baking sheet, bake for 12 to 15 minutes or until golden brown, um, and then save the rest of your sauce in the tray for dipping your biscuits. When they're done. Mm -hmm.
0: So simple uh, as that. Yes, really
6: easy and really good. Uh, And again,
0: there's going to be one of those, when you pull that out and present it, people are going to say, oh, wow, that's really fancy. But they don't have to know that it's like, Four ingredients and takes, what, 15, 20 minutes to make. Yep, So the uh, French dip biscuits uh, along with that, uh, if you want to serve a side dish, you can try the red potato corn chowder, uh, another one with your favorites, red potatoes and corn.
6: Yes. (laughs) So a half a stick of butter, a half of yellow onion chopped, uh, two tablespoons of minced garlic, two tablespoons of flour, salt and pepper to taste. Two cups of chicken broth, one cup of half and half, one pound of red baby potatoes cut into half inch pieces, uh, one cup of frozen corn, a quarter cup of chopped cooked bacon, and a half a teaspoon of dried basil. So add your butter to a pan on medium low heat. Saute your onions and your garlic garlic with some pepper um, until translucent. uh, Three to four minutes. Stir in your flour. Cook for about a minute. Then pour in your chicken broth and your half and half. Bring that to a boil. Add your potatoes, your frozen corn, your bacon, and your dried basil. Turn heat down to low. Cover and simmer, and let it cook for about thirty minutes, and then serve.
0: So, uh, again, in the uh, first part of it, yep. you, it's just like three, four, five minutes, and yep. you know yep. that's done. Uh, you mentioned the frozen corn in the yep. uh, in the. Uh, ingredients list you just mentioned the yellow corn does it have to be frozen or
6: yeah if you do canned corn drain it you don't want you don't want the liquid
0: okay so uh canned corn will work but you uh drain that first so just make a note of that for your red potato corn chowder Yep. and then for dessert again uh this is uh this would be good for a holiday yeah um Mm Yeah, I know you're already in the Christmas mood, Christmas spirit. (laughs) We're a ways away yet, but you're already.
6: We're not that uh, far away, really. (laughs) uh,
0: Cherry chip cookies. So, as opposed to chocolate chip cookies. Correct. Yeah. So,
6: one package of your cherry chip cake mix, uh, a half a cup of butter melted. Two eggs, large, uh, a half a cup of chocolate chips, and a half a cup of dried cherries. Okay,
0: so you are going to have the uh, chocolate chips. So you've got yeah. the chocolate chips and mm-hmm. the uh, and the cherries yeah. in there. Okay, yep.
6: all yep. right. So beat together the cake mix, butter, and eggs. Stir in your chocolate chip and your cherries. Uh, roll dough into. Uh, tablespoon size balls, uh, depending on what you want, about an inch or so. Okay. Know. If you want them a little bit bigger, that's fine. You're just not going to have as many cookies. Uh, place on an ungreased cookie sheet, bake at 350 degrees for about 9 to 11 minutes, and you're done.
0: And that's it. That's it. That is it. Yep. Um, again, because it's cake mix, yep. uh, there's not really a yep. whole lot of preparation mm-hmm. involved right. here. Yep. And those are going to be uh, kind of like cake cookies? Yeah. Uh, yep. They're going to be kind of Consistency. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, like we said, these are uh, this week's collection of recipes. Really, really easy. Really easy. Really mm. good. Uh, and
6: you, fun to do with your kids.
0: Uh, that one especially the uh, cherry chip cookies yep. would be yep. a lot of fun uh, to do with the kids so get them in the kitchen the uh, french dip biscuits the red potato corn chowder and the cherry chip cookies we've got those recipes of course posted on our facebook page um, and uh, you can also uh, we've got them linked up at uh, goodmornings.net at our web page yep. once again as we mentioned if you have a recipe uh, that you would like to share we're more than happy to uh, take that you can email It to us. Good mornings at WFIN.com. If you have an idea for a
6: theme, Yep, or the holidays are coming up, if you have a favorite recipe from your holidays, please share them. Or
0: if you are looking for a recipe, and we've had a couple of folks uh, ask questions hey, do you have a good recipe for this or that or Mm -hmm. the other thing? If there's something you've been looking for, We'll put Kyra on the case. Again, yes. you can uh, email us uh, any of that information, uh, request, or something you want to share. mornings at WFIN.com. And again, uh, our Facebook page for this week's recipes also linked up at goodmornings.net. Recipes from Kyra's Kitchen this morning. My wife, Kyra, thanks very much. You're welcome. And that is our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And remember, you can get more details about all the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage, of course, goodmornings.net. Big day on Monday. It is a major partnership between... BGSU, the University of Findlay and Owens Community College, Economic Development Director Tim Miley explains what the Center for Advanced Manufacturing and Logistics means for the community. Plus, the City of Findlay looking for a few good people to serve on a variety of boards and commissions. Mayor Christina Mern will explain how you can put your talents to use and will tell you all about this year's Wreaths Across America campaign and how you can help out this most worthy cause. So until Monday morning, that is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, going out make making a good day, a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next week.